Hi, I'm Zach at Nitty City on West 79th Street, and you're listening to Upper West Side Corner Talk. Welcome to the Upper West Side Corner Talk Show. News that you'd get from a friend or a neighbor at the corner with your host, Lee Oihara. That's me. Hello, hello. Welcome back for another episode. Today, I've got holiday lightings going on, whether with trees, without Christmas trees. I've got an interview with Nitty City's founder, Pearl Chin's son, Zach Chin. He talks about his late mother's life, the store on West 79th Street, and what he hopes to do with the store going forward. And he offers a knitting tip for us all. Then I'm going to touch upon some news tidbits here and there, so you'll want to stick around for that. And I'm going to share with you where you can see 10 Christmas trees with the theme of candy and sweets, including a Pez tree. (laughs) You don't want to miss that, so please do stay tuned. So first up, we have West 63rd Street and Broadway starting at Dante Park. So, well, that's where the meet and greet with the media occurred <laughs> earlier this week. And so basically, there are lighting installations from Columbus Circle to West 70th Street. And Monica Blum of the Lincoln Square Business Improvement District organization was in charge and over was in charge and oversaw the entire project. And I would just love for you to hear what she has to say. Why, why, why it was created. So let's go now to Monica. I want I want people to feel a sense of hope, a sense of joy. And it's not an event. So I sort of want them to just walk along or if they're driving and stumble on these and feel happy. I think, you know, it's hard to be happy right now. Everybody is worried and nervous. And so I think that's the most I could hope for at this point. And we hope that it makes our businesses look out and they say, oh, look at that. And Monica says that they'll be up for three months and then put into storage until next year when she hopes, she says she hopes that the installation can be expanded. And just so you know, Linnea Tillett and Seth Tillett are brother and sister. They are the artists who created the installation along Broadway. Their company is Linnea Tillett Lighting Design Associates. So you have them to thank for the installation. (laughs) And next up is the Winter Lighting 2020 from Broadway Mall Association. They take care of the tree lightings all along Broadway and the median all the way to uptown. So we wanted to hear Julia Kayback is from BMA. What what can you tell us? BMA hopes you'll join us as we celebrate the holiday season and bring some light into our community. And what what do you hope to, to have come about from the lights? We're also hoping that these lights boost economic development and community pride. And how long are they going to be up? 
The lights will be lit until March of 2021. So that takes care of all the lights on Broadway, just about. And don't forget, Columbia University lights up their walkway, the mall, from 116th Street and Broadway, and it crosses through to Amsterdam Avenue. It's an amazing, beautiful, wonderful photo opportunity. And especially if you're into romantic shots, it's a fantastic place. Maybe you want to get engaged. That's a pretty place to go (laughs) as well. And then Central Park had a tree lighting and a lighting ceremony at Harlem Mirror. It was not open to the public, but they did live stream it. And you can go to their Facebook page for that. I'll put it in the show notes below. So please do swipe up, down, left, right to get the show notes in your favorite podcast app where you happen to be listening. If you're on a desktop and you're in iTunes on a Mac, you can click the little I and a window will pop up with all of the show notes as well. And then moving on to the Christmas trees uh, with the theme of Candyland or Candy Coated Holiday. It's very interpretive, says Susan Chesloff, the museum administrator, when I talked to her earlier today. And she says that there are well over 100 Pez dispensers on the Pez themed Christmas tree and about 50 more uh, near near the tree in the skirt. So there are timed ticketed admissions and holiday walkthroughs. They're $10 at the Bartow Pell Mansion Museum in the Bronx. And it's about a 45 minute walkthrough. So it's, it's limited access to the trees. She says that normally it's a very crowded with a family day, a holiday gala and a holiday luncheon, but that this year, It's going to be serene, sweet, and very calm because she says that the museum thinks that uh, they the people need a little sweet. (laughs) And isn't that so true? A 2020, we need to have some sweet, right? So go check that out as well. And just so you know, one of the inspirations for the Pez tree came from one of the directors, a Pez enthusiast. His name is Tom Casey. He's also a Bronx historian, if you ever want to check out the history up there. And while it's not related to the Upper West Side, it is an easy jaunt to the museum and just because of the fact that it's Pez. And while we're at it, a colleague of mine has a show, a podcast about the Pez collection, uh, about Pez collections, I should say. And the show is called The Pez Collection. So go give that a listen to if you're into Pez. And now it's time for another Upper West Side Corner Talk Profile. Now let's go to West 79th Street, where we'll talk to Zach Chin, who is the son of the founder, Pearl Chin, of Nitty City, a knitting staple in the community. And he's going to share with us some some tips, uh, a tip for knitting, but he's also going to let us in on his growing up with Pearl and why he decided to take over the shop and what he plans to do inside the store going forward. And so please excuse the sound quality because we were socially distanced and masked up. It it did affect the audio somewhat. But I think if you listen and for the content, you'll have some some takeaways there. So Zach, tell us about your mother and, and the store 
So Nitty City started about 15 years ago. It was, it'll be 15 years in January. She founded it shortly after September 11th. She felt like there was just this need for people to be able to come together and build community, engage each other, just kind of form bonds and friendships after September 11th. She kind of framed it after her father's supermarket, which uh, was operated in Houston, Texas. It was called Bob's Supermarket. It was like the local store where all the kids hung out and all the adults did the grocery shopping. So her and her family, her brothers and sisters, they all had to work at the supermarket after school and uh, pretty much any time that they had free time. And it was kind of like just the local place that everyone loved going to. They knew the names of all the customers that would come in and uh, all the kids would like want to come by and get snacks and treats and soda. So she wanted to kind of rebuild something in that image. And that's how Nitty City came about. Tell me about your growing up in the store. So I started working in the store right after college, basically. My mom opened the store during my junior year. And then once I graduated, I came in and I started working pretty basic tasks. She had me working the winder, which I even had a hard time doing then, <laughs> as basic as it is. <laughs> So you've taken over the store in terms of running it, yes? Yes, that's correct. And why? This is kind of just my mom's legacy. I originally started working here just as a job, just to fill my time. But I've really learned it and learned about why my mom did it. Because even she, she stopped knitting once she opened up the store. She just didn't have the time to do it anymore. And for her, it's really just about the community building and getting people together and just giving them a safe space to engage each other. And what do you think it is about your mom that would bring people back? So my mom had this incredible superpower of just knowing everybody's name. She could meet someone for two minutes. And then the next time they came in, like, I don't know, like six, eight months later, she would call them by their name. And it was just something that my, I guess my mom learned how to do it at the supermarket. I don't know. She's always been very personable and people have always really loved her. Instead of giving knitting advice, what life tips or advice was she known for? I think she always just wanted people to follow their passions, especially people that worked at the store. She always considered Nitty City as a secondary place for them. And she always pushed people forward with whatever their primary career or job was. We've hired like opera singers here and actresses. For some of them, Nitty City was a place that they worked in between jobs, in between gigs. So my mom would always give them time to do their, like, their interviews and anything on stage that they needed to do. And so did she try to push you out? Sometimes she did. Sometimes she did. But I think she also really enjoyed having me here at the store. She's very much an ideas person, and I'm very much an execution person. So she would kind of just push out ideas and then have me figure out how to do them. And so what parts of your mom's legacy are you carrying on forward with the store now? So we're trying to keep it as much as we can in her vision. We're still going to be a place of community as much as we can during the pandemic. So we are opening up an online space right now where people can engage in community. It's still in testing, but we'll get word out on our website and across social media as soon as it's available for everyone. Well, and you have an Instagram live class or something. Tell us about that. So we have an Instagram live on Tuesdays at one o'clock. One of our staff members, she was just inspired to get to reach out and see the community again, since we very often can't see people nowadays. 
And she just wanted to get people to see what the store looked like and see what we were doing in the store and then go to chat with customers and see what they were doing, how their knitting progress was going, and just kind of do show and tell. Knitters are very much about show and tell, they're like showing off their new projects. So my mom was always just a very lovely spirit. Um, she always just wanted to be kind to people and be friendly towards everyone else. Even in the community, she just wanted people to be just be nice to each other and get along. October 26th, it was my mom's sister's birthday. My mom was still hanging in there, but her, her vitals were definitely um, much worse than they were the previous few days. So while she is in intensive care, we made sure to let her know that it was her sister's birthday that day, and it probably wouldn't be very nice of her to to pass on her sister's birthday. And she she was heavily sedated, but I think she heard us and she knew what we were saying. So she held on that whole day, that whole night. And then 12.50 a.m. the next day, October 27th, was when she left us. Uh, she passed very peacefully, though, uh, at night. My father was able to be there with her. The hospitals weren't admitting more than one visitor, and they weren't allowing overnight guests. But uh, we kind of buttered them up and... Uh, my dad was able to stay that night. So we're very fortunate and blessed for that. So we're sending you and your family light and love. Let's go now to Zach's tip for knitting. We know you said you don't knit, but do you have any, uh, what's the most common knitting advice or tip that you feel is useful for people? You just need to practice. Keep at it. Uh, knitting is a very mechanical thing. So repetition is very key. You need to grow the muscle memory, get your hands comfortable. You're going to make lots of mistakes when you begin, so don't be turned off by that. Just keep at it, and you'll get a good flow, and you'll be a great knitter one day. Usually when a new generation comes in, there are, are innovations and ideas for the business, and what are your thoughts for going forward? So one of the things I always want to do was to get the store a little bit more organized. If you looked around here, there are just many baskets along the floors and along the shelves. It's somewhat chaotic. I think that's how my mom functioned best, though. She just had a lot of chaos going on, but somehow in her mind, things were in order. I can't operate that way, so I need a little bit more order. So I'm working on cleaning up the shop a little bit, making it a little more streamlined, hoping to make it feel a little bit more uh, spacious, I guess. My mom thought that having all this yarn and baskets along the shelves made it feel more homely um, and comfortable. But um, I'm, I'm hoping to clean that up a little bit. And what would you like folks to know about Nitty City? Nitty City is just a place where you're always welcome to come. You don't have to be a knitter. You don't have to be a crocheter. You don't even have to like fashion or clothes even. You're welcome to always just come in, take a look at colors to see what's up. We sell things other than knitting supplies also. So we kind of have something for everyone. You can be wanting to learn how to knit. You can be very advanced and just want a place to hang out while you knit. Anyone is always welcome. And where should people go to find out more about Nitty City? So you can go to our website. It's nittycitynyc.com. We also have an Instagram page, uh, Nitty City, and Facebook, also Nitty City. And just leaving you on a high note, the name Nitty City would have been called Nitty Gritty had Pearl's daughter and Zach's sister not come up with the name Nitty City. <laughs> so now let's turn to some family news. Local school and family news. 
Westside Kids toy store owner Jenny Bergman was featured on NBC the other day. And in it, we learned that small businesses are suffering. Her business is down by 60%. And so if you're thinking of toys and Christmas and Hanukkah, please consider getting your toys from Westside Kids toy store. Turning to the mayor's news... This just in from the mayor. Mayor Bill de Blasio says that we can expect a shipment of vaccination doses as early as December 15th from Pfizer and from the company Moderna on the 22nd. That will include around 465,000 doses, the first batch going to high-risk health care workers and those living and working at nursing homes. And last thing on the ticket here is Riverside Park says in an email and on their Instagram account that because of a generous gift from a Upper West Side neighbor, the staircase next to 100 West 107th Street, the Peter J. Sharp Volunteer House will be repaired in the spring. So that's going to be great. Finally, shout outs. Shout out corner. And I want to give a shout out to someone in Sweden who's listening. Thank you so much. The show is truly international, uh, even though it's really just produced uh, my kitchen table here on the Upper West Side in New York City. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you've got news, you've got story ideas, you want to sponsor the show, please do reach out at UpperWestSideCornerTalk.com. You can reach out to me in email, info at Upper westsidecornertalk.com you can also hit me up on ig instagram at uws underscore corner talk and on twitter which i don't use very much at uws corner talk and before i let you go be sure to tell me what the news is on your corner take care everybody bye-bye